This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Great to have you the Joe Pags Show on your radio, on your device. Maybe you're watching the show from the website. Go to JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now. Got a lot going on and a lot to get to. Police have been under attack in this country for a while. They've been under attack in this country since well before George Floyd. You can take it back nine years to Michael Brown and the lies being told about police there, about how police are targeting black people and police are targeting black men and police are profiling everybody. And of course, it wasn't true. Did it happen in a very small number of people? Yes. Are there bad cops? Yes. Is it a large number? No. It's 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 minuscule. The idea that police are targeting people, especially on race, and killing them, it's just a lie. It's not happening. Now, if somebody dies in a contact with police, it certainly should be investigated. The truth should come out about it. And if they're guilty, they're going to be found guilty. If they're not guilty, they should be found not guilty. But the attacks on police... And then an actual movement in this country that said defund the police blows my mind. And it's been happening for a while now, upwards of 10 years. This happened under Obama's watch. The Michael Brown thing happened under Obama. Trayvon Martin happened under Obama. And and even though George Zimmerman wasn't a cop, they acted like he was. He was a wannabe cop. He was a white Hispanic who did this, that, and the other. The attacks on police in this country are ridiculous. And they've made communities less safe. We've seen crime go through the roof. And I've said this a million times, and it's coming to fruition, that police officers in this country should leave. They should not be police officers because it's a thankless job. You can't really do your job to your fullest extent for fear that if you tase somebody, you're going to get sued. If somebody dies because they're acting badly with police, you're going to get sued. If somebody is arrested and somebody else jumps in and then you arrest the other person, you're doing it because of race or fill in the blank. They don't have a fighting chance when it comes to doing their jobs. So if you want to keep your pension, you want to keep your job, you, you try less. And you realize the risk you're putting yourself and your family in if you dare do your job to its fullest extent. Therefore, the criminal now has the upper hand on police. So I'm not surprised when we see a story like this one out of Minnesota. Carrie, what do you have? From Fox News, Goodhue, Minnesota, a small city in the southern eastern part of the state, lost its entire police force after the chief and other members of the department handed in their resignation. I think we're all a bit blindsided by it, but we're resilient and we're going to move forward. Goodhue Mayor Ellen Anderson Buck told Fox 9, I want to reiterate, we will have police coverage in the city of Goodhue. Buck said that is not an issue. Police Chief Josh Smith, who will continue to serve in his position until August 24th, told city officials he cannot find anyone to sign up to join the police force. This has been three weeks now. We have zero applicants and I have zero prospects, Smith said on July 26th. I've called every PD around for the youngest guys out there getting into the game. There's nobody getting into the game. If you want to keep the PD and this is something we want to continue going with, something needs to change dramatically and drastically and it's got to happen now. 
When Goodhue City Council member Chris Schmidt praised the police force for maintaining law and order in the city, I can probably speak for everyone when I say they provided excellent safety and security to our community and the small town police saying that they did, we want that back. Smith also told the Goodhue City Council the police force was losing on recruitment numbers because of low pay and competition from larger communities. The largest city in Minnesota, Minneapolis, is the site of one of the most important policing stories of the last decade. The last ex-Minneapolis police officer to be convicted in the 2020 death of George Floyd received a sentence of four years and nine months on August the 7th. Okay. I still don't get why the other police officers were charged with anything. I don't. In the old George Floyd case, the guy Derek Chauvin is the guy who has his knee on his lower or his upper back or in his lower neck, whatever it was. I think that on appeal, and he's trying to appeal, I believe, we're going to get more information about the toxicology of George Floyd, and maybe we'll get the truth. Did the knee kill him or did the drugs in his system, there were massive amounts of drugs in his system, did that kill him? Either way, I think that Chauvin does something wrong, but I don't think he murdered the guy. Having said all of that, I don't understand why the police that are around him, as this is going on, were charged with anything. And it certainly wasn't racially motivated, and we know that because the other two people in the car with George Floyd were black. They weren't touched. They weren't kicked. No knees, no arrest, no handcuffs, no no anything. And if you watch the videotape, George Floyd is in the back of the cruiser and demands to be let out because he says he can't breathe. And there's nothing that the police were doing to stop him from breathing. He just wants out. So let's say that Derek Chauvin did everything wrong and the conviction stands. What does that have to do with attacking every other cop and his mother? It doesn't make any sense. And again, those other three cops, oh, they were holding Floyd down. Well, the guy was 6'6", 240. The really big dude. And a really big dude on drugs is not easy to contain. He committed, uh, uh, well, he broke the law. I think it was a misdemeanor, but whatever it was, he broke the law. The allegation is he was trying to get rid of the drugs that he had with him. Again, trying to pass a check or a phony bill or something inside the store. And that's it. The entirety of Minneapolis is burned to the ground. So if you're a cop and you watch that you couldn't even bring up this guy's past criminal record, what would you do? You probably would think to yourself, either we get better treatment, we get the support we need from City Hall, we get the benefits we need, whatever the hell their, their problem is, and or, or we walk. There is no forcing somebody to be a cop. There's no requirement to be a police officer in our society. And there shouldn't be in a free society. These are men and women who have decided, I want to keep my neighborhood safe, I want to, I want to, maybe I... I like crime dramas, and I want to be part of that system. I want to help the Justice Department work the right way that it should, whatever the reason is. At the end of the day, you have police officers who know nobody's got their back. When you saw in New York in the last 10 years, I can't pinpoint exactly what it was, when de Blasio was still the mayor, and he walked through a police line at the funeral for police officers, the cops turned their back to him. They did that because they don't, trust that he has their back, and they don't respect the guy. So in City Hall, when when the guy Jacob Fry, who was and maybe still is the mayor of Minneapolis, takes a freaking knee to Black Lives Matter, a Ponzi scheme to make a bunch of money, that's all Black Lives Matter ever was, is to make a bunch of money for a, a couple of idiots on the top. When he takes a knee, when they talk about, go ahead and let him have the police station and let him burn it to the ground, 
You've got leaders in these cities that aren't going to show enough support to the cops. And if I'm a cop, I don't trust them. And I don't know that I'm going to, I'm going to put on the uniform and put on the gun and go out there and try to stop crime, not knowing if anybody has my back. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts, would you go and be a cop today? I know I've got a lot of people who watch this program or listen to this program who are either on patrol right now, some of whom I may have, I have, I may have met. You know what I'm saying, Carrie? I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I may have met Slow some down. of them. Who knows? You never know. But at the end of the day, and, uh, the, the amount of respect I have for civil servants, whether it be police officers or firefighters, my dad was a firefighter in New York and also in the Air Force, um, I have a huge amount of respect for what it is you do. The men and women in blue are doing the job. You got to have their back. You got to be able to give them exactly what they need to get their job done. And if you're not doing it, I would propose to every police officer in any municipality, any county, any state that doesn't support you. If you're not getting support from the governance of whatever that area is that, you, that you're wearing the uniform for, I would suggest you really look long and hard at continuing. And maybe you stop. And when you stop, and when the crime goes up, and when the, na- the neighborhoods get more dangerous and less safe, then you'll have people like in Minneapolis, all of a sudden when they wanted to defund the police, they then called the police chief in and said, why is there so much crime in the streets? Um, you defunded us. You got people in Washington, D.C. Somebody on the city council came out in the last few days in Washington, D.C., a defund the police idiot, a Black Lives Matter idiot, came out and said, we need to do something about the crime in Washington, D.C. Right. You do something about the crime by empowering the police department. You do something about the crime by letting the residents know we've got your back. When you've got 30, 40, 50, 60 shootings a weekend in Chicago, and the stupid mayor there in Chicago is talking about large gatherings of youth that have no other opportunities, instead of saying, mobs of criminals, you're giving in to the bad guys. And you're never going to make it any better. And if I were a cop in Chicago, I would think twice about changing that job. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts when we come back. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by the Joe Pags Show. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Lots going on. Lots to get to. Lots to talk about. Don't have a whole lot of time. Shake up in Hunter Biden's uh, legal team. We'll have that for you in a second. We've got phone calls coming in, though, about the police situation. Kevin's in Minneapolis. Has something on this. Kevin, what's going on? How you doing this evening? Living the dream, man. What's happening? The uh, the cops in Goodhue, Minnesota, who walked off the job, were being offered twenty two dollars an hour for full time pay. Okay, they found it not to be enough. Uh, I wouldn't do that job. And and secondly, as somebody who was around cops literally every day for over five years, the vast and overwhelming majority of cops are narcissistic ego tyrants on a power trip, 
and they screw with people, and they do it for fun and entertainment. Well, Kevin, you sound like somebody who's just a negative guy, and you're saying something that you can't uh, you can't quantify other than you said you were around them for five years. Why were you around them for five years? I drove tow truck, and I ran police calls. Okay, so you were riding a tow, driving a tow truck, making your living that way, and you found the vast majority are narcissistic bad guys. I watched the cops in Las Vegas take people's driver's license and put it in between their fingers like a playing card and throw it off the freeway. And then now they can't pick up their car. They can't get a way to get home. They can't get on a bus and they can't get on a plane because their driver's license is in the bushes. Alongside how how, how the many times did that happen? Routinely. Uh, and they would Kevin, take the cars. I got to tell you something. Drunk, I, I, Kevin they would dump all the alcohol in the seats and close yeah. the windows up. Kevin, I think you're lying. I'll be honest with you. I think that you're making it up. I don't think that you like police officers. I think that you're taking a situation that you probably saw once or twice. I don't think you're making that up. And then you've now applied it to every cop that you've ever met. That's what I think you're doing. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a cop, so I'm not here in uniform defending myself from you. But you I think that... have no idea, and you just call me a liar. Yes, I think you that you're lying. There. I do. I think you're lying. I do. Kevin, I appreciate you. Thanks for calling in. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm a straight shooter. I'm, o- I'm always going to be a straight shooter. But one thing that I don't like, and anybody who knows me knows this, I don't like this, I'm never going to like it. I don't like when somebody generalizes. I don't like it. When somebody says, all you conservative talk show hosts are this, all you police officers are that. Are there cops? Yes. There are some cops that walk around with their aviators on and they strut as if they're, you know, Chips, the the TV show from the 70s. Yeah, there are some that are like that on a power trip. Absolutely. I've met them. I've gotten ticketed by them. But to tell me that basically every cop is just a bad guy in Las Vegas where you spent five years around them, and they all were dumping alcohol in the seats of cars, at some point, that would become so routine that these police officers would get in so much trouble they couldn't continue doing the job. Now, do I think that somebody did that, Kevin? Sure. Do I think that somebody threw a license off a bridge or into a bush? Okay, sure. Probably happened once. But for you to tell me that that now tells you, you saw five years of evidence that every cop you ever came into contact with did that, I don't believe you. And I say that as somebody who needs evidence and fact to make opinion. If I want to make an opinion about you, Kevin, I made that opinion hearing you tell me, you didn't say, I saw this one cop did this and this other cop did that. That, That's believable. But every single one, the vast majority of you said, are these people, now you're generalizing, and I don't believe you. And when I don't believe you, I think that you're making it up. When I think that you're making it up, I think that you're lying. Now, that obviously isn't going to sit well with you. I get it. I don't like being called a liar. I hear you. But at the end of the day, for you to have me believe what you just said, you have to give me more than you saw one guy do this and one guy do that. And when I said, how often did you see that happen? You, repeatedly. It happened repeatedly. By the same cop? a bunch of different cops was it sop for that for that pd to throw alcohol in people's seats or into their cars and their licenses away of course that's not sop they would not last on the job eventually enough complaints would happen to where they would be gone so yeah i think that you ran into a couple of bad cops and then you generalized and made it about every cop and that's too bad because there are uh 5, talk show hosts in the country allegedly most of us are conservative because conservatives do it better but if you were to generalize me, you guys on the radio, all of you people, I get that all the time. You guys, and you, you don't know, and why don't you cover this, something that I covered yesterday. When you generalize, you're almost always going to be in the wrong. Now, I could have continued the conversation with you, 
and we could have talked about individual you know instances that happened. But when you said the vast majority, and then when you said repeatedly, I didn't have time for you anymore. Because at that point, you're just painting an entire an entire occupation as bad. And I don't like that. Generalizing doesn't work for me. We go to uh, Georgia, Minnesota. George, what's going on? Hi. Yeah, uh, I was just listening to the conversation about the uh, charges for the other police officers that were was with uh, Chevin Cook and what is his name? That um, George Floyd and, and Derek Chauvin, there. right? Yeah, I was wondering why those officers were charged because they were reported to be trainees. They were not really did nothing in their training, so they were still watching their boss. Yeah. Well, they were. Um, they, well, George, I think that uh, I think they were charged because the family and the the radicals that showed up in town were insisting that they be charged. I don't think they should have been. It sounds like you agree they should not have been charged. Yeah, they shouldn't be charged because they were trainees, and if we, they were able to able to resist uh, Chauvin, they would have to physically push him off. But he couldn't do that. I don't think right. any police officer have been trained how to oppose his boss. No, I think I think you, I think you're right. I think the, the expectation would have been that they would have to like tackle Chauvin, and they were not going to do that because you're right. He was a training officer, and they weren't. George, very good point. I think it's a very good point. Why were they charged? They were charged because uh, radicals and social justice warriors showed up and said they had to be. And in Minnesota, I love you guys like crazy, but the governance there is weak or very far left. Carrie, I've got time, maybe 45 seconds for this Hunter Biden shakeup. What's going on there? From Politico, Hunter Biden's lead attorney defending him in a federal criminal investigation will stop representing him because he could be called as a witness in the case. As plea negotiations broke down, according to a Tuesday morning court filing, Christopher Clark, a high-profile litigator who's also defended big-name business people and celebrities, has represented the president's son throughout his legal troubles. Biden was set to enter a plea in federal court last month, but the agreement hit a roadblock after the judge questioned the potential immunity it would grant him. There you go. I mean, I would not want to be on Hunter Biden's legal team. I know there's a lot of money to be made, but this is a no win. You've got you've got him dead to rights every which way to Sunday. I would not want to be a part of those. This is a pop culture. Dirty pop. Hey, Paula, what you got, man? What's going on? All right. So, you know, yesterday I was talking about this Michael Orr situation and like the whole yes. blindside movie. OK, so now with all the stuff that's going on, some people are, I guess, wanting or demanding that Sandra Bullock uh, either have her Oscar taken away or that she give her Oscar back because of the whole controversy going on with it. She acted in a movie. She did a great job. Why would she give her Oscar Right, back? and some people were defending her, saying she did such a good job that she made you like those people. And and even if they are bad people, you it made you like them. She did such a great Too job. Bad. Yeah. That is so stupid. All right, Paul, I appreciate that. Appreciate you, Sam. Thank you, Carrie. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow. Have a great night. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.